Developing a skilled workforce doesn't happen overnight. With baby boomers retiring at a steady pace, there can be a growing gap between the availability of qualified candidates and open positions. Employees who have been in the field for decades take more than well wishes with them when they retire. They take years of experience, skill, and leave some pretty big boots to fill. So what can Spire do about that? Well, sometimes it takes going back to school and looking for the head of the class. We'll talk about it today on the Beyond the Boots podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Beyond the Boots podcast. If it is your first time listening, hello. And if you are a return listener, welcome back. I am your host, Jason Merrill. Today, we're talking about ways Spire is in the community to retain, recruit, and develop a skilled workforce for the future in a very creative way. These are initiatives to help change young minds, shape lives, and advance communities while also growing our Spire family. But first, let's start with a values moment. A feature here to kick off each episode will be a connection to our values of safety, inclusion, and integrity. We're happy to have with us today, Nicole Fondren, Manager of Talent Acquisition. Take it away, Nicole. All right. Well, thank you, Jason, for having me. As we focus um, on today's value moment of inclusion, uh, I do want to point out that there is a very distinct difference between inclusion and diversity. So when you think about inclusion, it focuses more on how individuals are treated, um, you know, whether that's fair or equitable. Um, having equal access to opportunities, where diversity is uh, the intentional effort um, that a company puts into um, hiring individuals that are different. Uh, so whether that's gender, that's race, that's demographics, et cetera, those are the very distinct differences between the two. Ian Cooley, who is our Director of Inclusion and Diversity, she focuses her attention more on that inclusion side, where I focus my attention more on the workforce development and how we are recruiting diverse candidates and getting them in our door. But Ian and I, we both work very closely together, so our roles are very interconnected as it relates to that. Last year, we had a special Spire 500 with Steve Mills, who leads Missouri West. And he said something last year that really stuck with me about the difference between diversity and inclusion. Diversity was being invited to the dance party. Yes. And inclusion is being asked to dance at the dance party. Yes, being asked to dance. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yes. So I appreciate you sharing that note about inclusion because it does connect to what we're talking about today. Part of being an inclusive workplace is having a diverse workforce. So talk a bit about your efforts with workforce development. So a few years ago, we began looking at our attrition and looking at primarily retirement. That's most of the attrition that Spire deals with. And when we looked at those numbers, um, it was interesting to see how much we were losing talent within our organization, particularly with skilled trade. And so we start thinking about how are we going to build up our talent pool in those areas that we need the most, whether it's STEM, so we're talking engineering um, and things of that nature, or specifically the skilled trade. And so with that, I started focusing more attention on the workforce development area and began cultivating partnerships with 
um, community and professional-based organizations, partnerships with universities and colleges, and um, and then also um, developing programs and initiatives that would bring that diverse talent into our organization to be able to fill those gaps that we were experiencing. So as you're working to recruit and develop new talent, what are you seeing out there in, in finding those new skilled workers? So there is some difficulty um, in that um, because a lot of conversations that parents are having with their their children is really around four-year colleges, right? So many of us have those conversations like, you must have a four-year degree so that you can be successful. So those are the difficulties because they don't realize, many students or parents don't realize that they can make a great living doing the skilled trade jobs. And, um, and many students are not interested in going to four-year institutions. So uh, without understanding and knowing that the skilled trade jobs are out there, many students decide, well, after high school, I'll just try to get a job. So it's really getting in front of the parents and being able to have that conversation about the skilled trades that we need and that we're missing and that are going away because we have people retiring like the baby boomers and, you know, they're, they're retiring now. And so really being able to get in front of those parents to have that dialogue. So those are the challenges. Um, and also it's the competition out there because not just Spire is experiencing this and other organizations are experiencing the same thing. And we're all pulling from the same talent pool in the communities. Um, so that's another challenge that we're facing as well. So this, this issue you're seeing that really uh, lends itself to today's subject. Uh, talk about the work you're doing with trade schools to, to build this, no pun intended, pipeline of new talent. So I guess about a year ago, well, really two years ago, when we started having conversations around workforce development, um, Tim Goodson, our former VP of field operations in Missouri East, um, he was, I, I say he's our brainchild about it because he came up with a thought. Um, of, he was part of the board um, of directors for Rankin Technical College, which is here in St. Louis. And he said, wouldn't it be nice if we could have some type of co-op or apprenticeship with that college? We talked about it. And from that, uh, we decided to create some type of program. And so through workforce development, we did the legwork and we started having conversations with Rankin Technical School and from there started a co-op program, uh, which is a total of 32-week program. Um, it's 16 weeks of a year and um, it is where the student will have fundamentals in the classroom and then they will come to Spire for on-the-job training. And we launched our first co-op program, which is basically Spire Cooperative Education Program at Rankin. We launched that in January of 2020 with our first five students. So we are launching our next co-op um, program with Jefferson Community College this fall. And then we are looking to expand into Kansas City. So we are cultivating a partnership currently with Metropolitan Community College and our field operations in Missouri West. And then we're looking to cultivate a partnership with Lawson State College in Alabama um, and our Spire Alabama field operations. This is all amazing. Nicole Fondren, Manager of Talent Acquisition, thank you for all you do and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
Back on February 26, we welcomed six new students to that co-op program that Nicole mentioned in a ceremony at Rankin Technical School. At the event, our president and CEO, Suzanne Sitherwood, recorded a message to the students about her own personal experience being in a similar program growing up. Many of you may not know it, but I was actually a co-op student. When I was in college, I worked a quarter for Atlanta Gaslight, the local gas company, and then I went to school a quarter. When I graduated, I went to work for Atlanta Gaslight, and then some 40 years later, I'm now standing in front of you as the CEO of Spire. Without my co-op opportunity, I don't know that I could have taken that journey and be standing in front of you today. So it provides great opportunities if you do your work well, study well, and then participate well at work, you might find that you have a very interesting journey as you learn more about our company, but also learn about how to be at work and how to do the things at work that make a difference. While we've heard from Nicole about the need for these programs, we wanted to get perspective about how this is working in the field. Our next guest is Todd Gibson, Director of Field Operations for Spire Missouri East. Todd, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jason. So before we begin, Todd, tell us a little about yourself. How long have you been at Spire and and what is your role in field operations? Sure. I'm uh, coming up on my 25th year here at Spire. I've really bounced around quite a bit. Kind of started in emergency dispatch, uh, moved over to what we now call workload planning. Uh, From there, kind of moved out to do special projects for a couple of years Ended up in technical field support for a couple of years and then went to IT, was in IT for, I don't know, six, seven years. And now I'm in field operations and I'm the regional director of field operations for the North region here in Missouri East. So you have been a part of a lot of different pieces of Spire, clearly, and you would know better than most that the once the average employee starts a career at Spire, they stay at Spire. And that's a testament to our culture. But on the flip side, it does represent some challenges, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason, there, there was times, you know, where we wouldn't really hire anyone in the field for, you know, 10 years or so. So when you think about that, uh, you know, what happens to us now is when we do have re, uh, retirements from year to year. Right now, we're averaging 12 service technicians per year that are retiring. Uh, and when you start losing 12 people year after year after year, uh, it really brings to point of how you have got to bring a pipeline of quality employees in because we got to do that knowledge transfer, right? So, so we need to bring them in early. Uh, we need to get that knowledge transfer from the most experienced folks that, that work here and get it over to the younger folks. And uh, it's a challenge, but it's an exciting challenge. Yeah, we don't want to get into many natural gas puns, but you know, right. as you said, with a pipeline, delivering and, and creating that pipeline of talent, it kind of speaks to connecting with the future employees aspire at a young age. So what are some of the things that, that we've done to make that happen? You know, one of the things my grandpa used to tell me when I was a kid is, you know, you don't plant the seed today and eat fruit tomorrow. So it I kind of take that philosophy uh, when when I came out to field ops to try to decide how, how can we build that pipeline and how can we make sure that we have students who are interested in coming to work at Spire. So some of the things we've done and, and you know, this was kind of built out before I got here, but we do a backpacks program uh, today where we pick four schools that are in the areas where we're doing heavy construction work. Uh, we work with them. We, we bring the kids, you know, a backpack and all the different uh 
you know, school supplies that they need. So we're hitting them really with that group is from kindergarten to sixth grade. After that, we have a program with the junior highs that uh, belong to the schools that we're working with the backpack program. And we, we meet with them. We bring out all of our equipment. We show them how it works. We show them how to operate it. We let them jump on it and, and you know, kind of try, try it out in a safe manner. Um, and then what we do is we work with two technical schools here in the St. Louis area, one being North County Tech and one being South County Tech. And we have a program uh, through them where they come visit us and we put on different types of training seminars for them to really teach them not just specifically about a furnace, but about the natural gas industry in general. Where does gas come from? Right. If you ask a lot of kids, where does natural gas come from? They can't tell you that. So we, we really start at the base level and we kind of work ourselves up. And uh, with that high school uh, program that we have, one of the things that we also started was uh, basically a tournament, I would say, that's called the Inspire Tech Challenge. And we picked the top five uh, students from North County and South County Tech, and we have a challenge for them. So they'll, they'll have to come in and pipe in a meter, pipe in a, a furnace, uh, troubleshoot a furnace, troubleshoot a water heater. They got to do a written test. They have to put in a resume, all these different things. Uh, and we're trying to build that up where we can offer a scholarship to directly into our Rankin program, which is kind of what we're here to talk about today. And you mentioned Rankin, as we talked about with Nicole Fondren earlier, we are in the second year of a hands-on educational partnership, a co-op with Rankin Technical School in St. Louis. How is that program working in the field? Yeah, it's a great program, Jason, and, and it's really uh, the students uh, who are interested in our program will fill out a job application. They'll have to go through an interview process. And then we hand select usually six per school year uh, students to come work with us. And what was great about it is, you know, we worked hard with Rankin to really customize a class for Spire. It's not your normal HVAC class that they would go to that, you know, you would come out with an HVAC certificate. It is very based on how Spire's culture and based upon how we do things in the natural gas industry. So it's a really nice program. So the, so the kids will spend eight weeks in school and then they spend eight weeks with us. And they do that over a two year period. Uh, for them, that what they really get out of it is they get real world experience and they learn all the tricks of the trade that our folks can teach them. Not only do they learn HVAC, but they also we give them time in our construction maintenance department and our leak department. Every uh, field ops department we have, they get to spend some time in. So they really get to understand fully what the natu natural gas industry is about and all their options uh, if they decided they wanted to come here and work for Spire. So that first class who, who's been a part of this for two years, they're graduating. How successful has it been in finding new talent? Uh, it's been great, Jason. We uh, had five folks that uh, were in that first class, and we have offered jobs to four, and I'm happy to say they've all accepted. So great success. They've done really, really well. Um, our employees can't say enough about the program um, and just – they a lot of them you'll hear him say is man i really wish i had an opportunity to go through this program because i would have been a much better technician a lot faster had i been have this opportunity so it's uh, something that i think is very beneficial to the students and very beneficial to our our own employees yeah for those who are in the field i would think this is rewarding for them to to see kids literally grow up next to them and go from a student they've taught uh, to someone who's now a colleague. 
Yeah, absolutely, Jason. And one of the things that I always say, if you look at teams and successful teams, the one thing that they have is trust, right? And what's nice about this program is spending two years with these students uh, before they actually come to work with us, that trust is built. So day one, when they step in as employee, that trust factor with their other employees is already there. I would think this would be very rewarding for the students too. Do you have any any um, examples of how you know how how excited the kids are? I was actually talking to one of the students the other day, and and I was really trying to figure out from him and get his perspective on what did this co-op bring to you. And what I really liked about his answer is, you know, he didn't talk about here's how you fix a furnace, and now I know how to uh, search for a leak, but. He really talked about the human things that I think that he learned through our program. And, you know, he had said, you know, of course, I've learned to respect natural gas and know that I always have to respect natural gas. But uh, one of the things that he said is that, you know, I've always kind of been a, a kid that's kind of more of a loner and I was never a part of any sports team or any type of teams. And he said, I really learned that I can be a good teammate and how important it is to always think of that team first. Uh, the other thing he said is that he understood now through working through us how much trust is such a huge factor in in all aspects of life. Uh, and, you know, I was it was almost kind of like one of those proud dad moments when, you know, you you've built this thing uh, with a great team here and we're actually accomplishing what we set out to do because it, it's more than natural gas. Uh, it's a big part of it. But really, the culture that we're trying to uh, develop uh, with these young students uh, is working and they understand our culture and they understand how they fit into that. Putting this together, I'm sure is a team effort. Uh, who across Spire has really been uh, key in making all of this happen? Yeah, absolutely, Jason. Uh, you know, Jeff Schlody, who is our manager of the service department, Chris Johns, who is our administrator of the service department, and Rory Hagney, who's an administrator in our construction department, played a key role in this, they, they helped develop all the classes that were very specific to Spire uh, and did an absolutely great job with that. And, and they're the ones who helped design each eight week course uh, when the when the students come to Spire to work. They have that laid out day by day. We know exactly what everybody's doing. We know exactly what work they've, they've performed. And then on the other side, Dana Harris and Nicole Fondren, uh, just an outstanding job that they've done handling all the background things that have to happen. You know, you know, they, they did a, an outstanding job and it really, this whole program wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for that team. Well, Todd, thank you for your time today. Thanks for all you're doing and, and uh, field ops. And uh, thank you for joining us on the beyond the boots podcast. No, thank you for the time, Jason. Until next time, stay safe and be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Beyond the Boots podcast.